Divorce doesn't just affect the parents and children involved. From co-workers and employees to friends, neighbors, and spouses, the toxic fallout of divorce and years of mismanaged conflict can touch us all, all over North Carolina and America, changing the way we approach the world. Ashley Nicole Russell believes in a better way forward. Drawing on her personal and professional experience, Ashley Nicole is changing the conversation around divorce and conflict resolution as a whole. Providing thoughtful insight into this culture of conflict and the statistical effect on children and adults while offering collaborative strategies at home and in the workplace. It's time to find a better way forward, both individually and as a community of people across America, here on Divorce Healthy. Right, so we're back on the second episode of Divorce Healthy. I'm Ashley Nicole Russell. I'm an author and an attorney and a speaker. And I am here with you for the episode of February. We are doing a 12 series, a 12 month series here with you guys. And this is the month of February. And I have a very, very special guest on with me today. And let me give you a little bit of background because I left you guys on the last episode and I let you know that the very most important decision that you will make. And the biggest decision that you will make in this process is the process that you choose. When you are choosing to go down the road of divorce, what process you choose is the most important step to the rest of your reality. So the goal is not just to get through the divorce. The goal is to have a healthy, happy, positive life on the other side of your divorce. And we want to get you there. And we want you to believe that you can get there. And we want you to believe that any reality that you want you can absolutely have. And in thinking about giving you a model picture of understanding that the things that I'm telling you are not fairy tales, that this life that I'm painting for you is not just in a picture book for kids, that this is a real way for you to be able to get through something that's very stressful and traumatic in a healthy and positive way. It's possible. And in thinking about giving you an example of that, This client of mine is an amazing person. She has a light inside of her that is just positive. And she believes in the positive side of life and of people. And I think that that was a huge piece of her being able to get through a very stressful time in her life and a very stressful, could have been a very stressful type of divorce that was absolutely not. We were able to utilize the collaborative process And due to her positive attitude and her commitment to her family and to protecting her children and the amazing mother that she is, she was able to convince her then husband to use the collaborative process and to actually fire his litigation attorney. Yes, that is a true story. Fire his litigation attorney from a very big law firm and choose collaborative instead and sit in a room with the four of us for four to five sessions. I can't even remember how many we had two hours each, some of them were three hours, and to map through exactly the parenting plan that they wanted, what was in the best interest of their children, and how to settle all of the other financial issues. And we did it. We did it. And this lady is an amazing testament to knowing what you want and to be committed to that and to understanding that your commitment to it and your own positive outlook is what will get you there. And so I want to introduce you guys to my very dear friend. Hey there. (laughs) Hi. So you've heard me just kind of introduce just a tad bit of your case. Give me a little bit of background of you and your kids. And what I want to highlight for you is that he is now remarried to an amazing man. 
He is the stepdad to her four children and the father to her baby girl, who is a year old this past February or this February, this past February, she was born. And so they are here for us during the February episode because I wanted to highlight and really kind of just pay tribute to the fact that decided that she wanted this life and she wanted her kids to be taken care of and she wanted them to have more siblings and for those siblings to get along with her siblings at the very beginning of this path. She decided that and she decided she wanted to be able to move on and be happy and make sure her kids were happy. And she's sitting there right now. Mm-hmm. Tell us, tell us, uh, <laughs> give us a little bit of background and then we'll go through some questions and then okay. we'll meet you as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. I wouldn't be here if I didn't believe in you and your practice and your mission as an attorney in collaborative law, for sure. And also for such a sweet and kind, beautiful introduction. (laughs) I'm going to get emotional now. Uh, So a little bit about my background. I am not from this area. I'm actually a transplant. And I say that because I am here without family. So my ex-husband and I moved here 2008. And we, we moved here for his work from Durham. And I'm originally from the Midwest. So I have kind of bounced down the down this way to the south and here to yeah. stay happily. I love it here, but I will always be a Midwestern girl. Mm-hmm. But we came to Greenville with two children and on a mission to plant roots with our family and in my head, grow our family. And he was here to start his, his work and, and future here. So being in Greenville, much smaller town than I'm used to, I found home. It was wonderful. It was a beautiful place to have a family and meet people. A lot like the Midwest in a weird way, easy people to to get to meet and to get along with right away. I'm kind of the person I never met. What'd you say? Small town? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I never met. I'm someone who's never met a stranger. So I loved, I actually decided I loved being in a smaller town more than I thought. And I, I love the idea of the college town too. I think that's fun. But so we had two children and then a few years later, I had been always wanting more and more and more. And when we finally, I shouldn't say we, but when it happened, I was so excited. It was twins. And so we doubled our family and the stress built. And and there we found ourselves with four children. But so four children and things kind of not going the way we thought. Crowds going different, uh, paths going in different directions. And different circumstances led to what we feel was inevitable. And so considering that we have a family to deal with and the reality of a divorce was extremely stressful. So, and I don't know if I'm leading you in the right direction with this story, but background being, I, in a small town, knew of a girl who had gone through a recent divorce with children. All I needed to know was, how do you do this with children? It wasn't, how do I do this? It wasn't, how do I get out of this? How do I get out of this cheap? How do I get out of this with getting the most I can get from him? None of that came to mind. It was, who in this town has gone through this and done it with children because that was my number one priority. And glad I asked her because she led me right to you. Had no idea it was an option. Had never heard of it before. Never knew it was even a possibility. I felt like I had seriously seen the light because I couldn't believe that this option was available to me, knowing that that's all I cared about. I was absolutely terrified. And, and I think people know this to just delve into the divorce issue. No one gets married and has children thinking that was ever going to be a consideration for them. So when the reality hits, it's absolutely terrifying, even more so with children. If I could have just packed up and left, I would have. If I could have moved out of state, I would have. I would have gone back home, been surrounded by family. But here I am, a transplant, four children, 
financially dependent on my ex-husband at the time, you know, hadn't been back to work since I had been staying home with my children, which is what we agreed to do, which I love to do, which was I was born to do. Yeah. And so it was terrifying. So to know, to, to have known that there was a collaborative process that met my needs, that was basically two arms wrapping around me saying, come here, we got you, girl. Yes. It was life-changing. So that's kind of how we got to that. Thank you so much. And, you know, that is the, you know, word of mouth. That's how people know. And this is what you're doing right now is people are going to be able to hear your voice around the world now and hear, I can actually do this. I have kids. I can actually find someone who cares about my children, who cares about what's going to happen to them. And so you, you were looking for that process and you found that in collaborative. So tell me how collaborative made you feel like you did successfully find the process that you wanted. Number one, I felt like you personally and the type of law you practice looks at me as a family. You don't look at me as an individual who's trying to get out of a bad marriage and make something out of it. Never once was I scared about the process. I just felt completely supported. You know, there's so much uncertainty. Again, being a stay-at-home mom, not having worked for years, not had huge financial independence, not having family here, physically here, those things were terrifying, but collaborative, I just felt like it was the one place I could breathe and know that with you and your, what am I trying to say? Team. That's the best word. The team you pulled in. I mean, literally, I think I remember feeling my jaw drop when you told me the amount of people that come together as a team. And then I always tell friends of mine when I'm describing the process that work with my ex, you know, your ex and your, your, spouse at the time, their attorney and that team. It's not a back and forth thing where you're just communicating through email. I mean, I always say to people, we had to sit down in a room and figure it out like humans, you know, and it was emotional and it was exhausting, but all for the right reasons. And I much rather choose that over dragging ourselves through constant fighting and uh, aggression and things I didn't really believe in, really. I I just, that was just never going to be a possibility. And and above all, I knew, I think I remember talking to you about, I just don't want my kids to be dragged through anything. It's not worth it. You know, doing that is just not worth it. You know, we'll stay in a bad marriage. I just don't want my kids to have to be paraded through a system. And that it's so amazing that people actually decide to take their family into a court and think that they've hired competent counsel at that point. Like, you know, when you get a speeding ticket, you expect not to show up in the courtroom, you know, and when you hire a divorce attorney, you should expect you and your children do not show up in a courtroom that you're protected. And you felt that way in the collaborative process. Absolutely. I knew that if I could be an adult and make adult decisions with my ex, no matter how hard it was, it was so much better and life changing for the, they're already go, the kids are already going to go through so much, so much change, so much emotional stuff they have to sort through to introduce them to a process that rips their little hearts apart, sees parents ripping each other apart was absolutely not an option for me. It was, you know, like, like I said, I found the light. Do you know friends whose, whose kids have had to go talk to a judge and have had absolutely. to court? You, you absolutely. Know and I, and that. I will say, I, I literally get emotional thinking that could have been me. Or as they tell me these things, I mean, I have friends who are five, six, seven years out of their divorce. They're still dealing with this. That's another thing with the collaborative. 
to just make this point. To me, I could see the end. I could see it. I needed it figured out. I didn't want this. I was terrified of dragging things. Mm-hmm. I could see the other side and I needed the law and I needed that that certainty that we could figure this out together. And I hate to say wrap it up in a bow because that sounds so cliche, but I needed some that closure and to understand because I, I was very certain that I could see the other side. And that's the other thing about divorce. You don't wake up thinking this will ever happen. You don't wake up one day and just be like, well, I'm going to get divorced. I can't do this anymore. You spend so anybody who's gone through this knows leading up to that divorce and making that realization with your spouse that it's going to happen. You do so much prepping for the other side. But in my case, 99% of it was prepping for my kids and what my family would look like on the other side. And I really, truly, and I'm not just saying this because I'm saying it to your face, I truly could never have seen that with any other kind of law or attorney mm-hmm. because the attorneys that I had heard about, I mean, they're, these spouses are communicating only through email about their children. They can't be, they can't meet face to face and exchange children. Can you imagine what your life with your four kids and your new baby would be like if you could only communicate with Richard? It would be impossible. It it wouldn't. It could could not. It would not humanly be possible because our children, because that is my full-time job, they're very involved in, in, you know, obviously school and then outside activities. They're all athletes. We do lots of extracurriculars. We travel. I have a big extended family. None of this. It would be absolutely impossible if we weren't able to communicate. And I think that was something he wasn't ready for. But the collaborative process showed him this was the absolute best option. And if we are going to continue to be in the same town and want this joint custody and and parent them equally and together, this is the only option. And I do think that small town, in a way, is a saving grace because I'm not driving 30 minutes across town to meet them. And we, quite honestly, I mean, it's almost, I keep saying, I'm going to write a book someday on this. We meet each other's houses. I mean, yes. it's, we don't have to meet in a random, I said, I never want to meet in a sheets parking lot to exchange our kids. I don't want my kids to feel that. And how great is it that your kids can just see the two of you do that? So mm-hmm. what your children have been able to see from, from from both of your character, from you and from your ex-husband, is that you chose a process above yourself. You chose Absolutely. them above yourself. And you made a decision that wasn't necessarily easy. You had to sit in a room and swim in conflict with him. We did too. <laughs> You're right there, you know, we're not like fun. swimming no. with you. <laughs> and it's not fun. It's not like, yeah, this is an awesome thing right. that I'm choosing. But it's it's the big, it's the big girl decision. It's the big boy decision. It's the, you know, you're showing them and what do we want to model for our kids? Just like you said, you're like, I had to sit in a room with them and figure it out. Well, Mm -hmm. when our kids have conflict, do we expect that they're just never going to talk to that little other kid in the classroom again? No, we expect that they're going to sit down and have an understanding of each other and figure it out. We want to model that for them at an early age. What is the best way to model that for your children then to be that? You know, we, they watch us all the time. They watch you all the time and they're, they're modeling the behavior that you have. And for them, They're so one of the most amazing things that I'm going to note about family is that her children all take such great care of each other and of their new baby sister. And, (laughs) and it's really amazing to see, but is it that amazing when two people who were in the depths of conflict and Mm -hmm. the almost the worst situation you could be in modeled exactly what it was like? to be the best version of yourself that you could be in the midst of that conflict. Are we really that surprised that they're able to do that for each (laughs) other? They had two people be a shining example of that. I mean, they were able to see that 
your parents can get divorced and their world can fall apart and then they can build these beautiful new worlds and they can be just fine. Mm-hmm. And you know, they were able to see that because they were able to see both you do it and your ex-husband do it. And so, you know, he's moved on. He has a new wife. They're able to see you communicate with her. You guys seamlessly. Tell us about how it is at the ball fields with you guys. Oh, so I would love to describe because you don't, you don't know how you are. You're going through so much. You keep so much in and I keep triple in to protect the kids. So you're not sure how you're coming off or how are people perceiving your situation? You know, small town, a lot of people are watching your every move, judging, oh, he's now he's remarried, she's remarried. They haven't, so they're watching everything. And I refuse to let that affect what I felt like I built with you in the collaborative process because we worked so hard to get through it. And, and, and back to the point of sitting in those rooms, it, was, it is not easy. But because we made the choice to think about the children, and I know that sounds cliche, but I mean it from the... I'm the example, if anybody wants to come study my family, to keep that as my primary focus. Would it have been easy if he had wanted nothing to do with us and moved to Alaska? Kind of. You know, I wouldn't have to deal with it. We could just pretend like our troubles didn't matter. But neither of us were going anywhere. We both wanted to be in the kids' lives. We just couldn't make it work together. We had different paths. And so I think when he was able to see that in the collaborative process, he was able to say, wait, I can still have this life. My children will still love me. If I, you know, and, and, and I will say one more point too, before I get to the, the every days of it, the collaborative process, bringing in the family therapist. I mean, mm-hmm. at that time it was, it, it's, this is what we do. And these are the people we involve in our team. I would have not had it in me to be go searching for that myself. That was one more thing I would have had to go schedule, get everybody to make my ex agree to, you know, all those things. It was part of the process. And I will say that was a huge part. I think of my children's adjustment and what yes. I like to say, they're really well-adjusted kids. And when I go see my family who doesn't live here, they're always like, wow, your kids seem amazing. My parents always think that. And I, it's the biggest compliment because that was my goal coming out of this. You know? Know. Of I course, they're you. not unaffected. It's a trauma in your life. You're going to be affected. But it gave me the confidence too to work through issues at home too, when they're feeling sad. And when they say they miss their dad, instead of being mad and being like, well, and wanting to say things, rattle off things that I didn't agree with. I say, you're so allowed to miss your dad. That means you miss, that means you love him. You know, and when you're a dad's, you know, we're five miles apart, but the cool thing is we get to see each other. So my kids will go to their dad and whether it be at school or after school activities, which is why I love being so busy. I get to see my kids. So I either get to be involved with them at school or show up at after school activities, which I always have done. And Mm -hmm. we are there as a united front. Now, sometimes, and I will admit in the past couple of years, it's hard. I have to fake a lot of the face to face. If something's Mm -hmm. annoyed me, or if I remember something from the past that annoys me and he's doing it again or whatever. But I know that's so minor compared to the face I show my kids being standing next to each other, shoulder to shoulder on the baseball field, at a basketball, sitting next to each other in the bleachers at the basketball court, on the soccer field. I mean, name a sport, we play it. But I knew that was going to be my reality. And I knew that that wasn't going to stop for me. So if I was going to get that reality, I was going to have to swallow my pride half the time, bite my tongue sometimes, and just suck it up. Like you said, big girl pants and say, this is this is the life I wanted. So we're all going to do... And I remember thinking in my head, you're all going to have to figure this out right next to me because... I will walk up to you in a public place and we'll talk about it. But the reality is, I think it took him longer 
but he realized it's what was best and easier. It's so much easier to chat real quick. Hey, did you have his cleats in your car? Yeah, I'll just grab them. I'll just, I'll just throw them on your porch on the way home. I mean, it is constantly like that. So people look at me like, five kids, how do you keep all it together? It's because we have to communicate. We had to start off with the basis of collaborative to be able to co-parent. And that is why I always say I want to write a book on co-parenting because this would not have been possible without collaborative. And to be real cliche again, you gave us the tools to figure out how to do it collaborative, to co-parent five years later. Because I kept looking at them thinking, we've got four kids. There's nothing I'm not going to go to that's theirs in their life. We had one daughter between us. I said, we're going to have a wedding someday. That's I'll be heavily involved in. At least one, if not four, right? So we're going to have to all be together in some capacity. So I will say a couple years ago, two years ago, was it? My son made it real big in baseball. And we, we traveled to Georgia. He was on ESPN. It was a really cool experience. Oh, I got emotional. It was awesome. We, we sat there as one big happy family and supported him. And a couple of weeks later, I had a parent. Sorry. It's <laughs> amazing. Pat yourself on the back for that because that's amazing. It was, it was awesome because that's something he shouldn't feel has affected him, that we could not be there for him. So Correct. we were all there. And actually, my husband couldn't be there, but my father-in-law traveled there. And he sat in the stands with us, you know? His step-grandpa came and um, watched him in all his glory. And, and a it was weeks, his moment. And we were there, and he knew nothing other than that. And a couple weeks later, a parent called me and said, it was a dad, of all things, and a father who doesn't speak much, who's pretty reserved, very kind. He called me and he said, I am just floored by your family. He said, I've never seen anything like that. I've never seen exes come together with new parts of their family involved. And I, it was the greatest compliment still to this day. Greatest compliment ever in the aftermath of it. Yeah. I mean, it's so I'm so proud of you because you've really, you know, it's easy to talk the talk, but it's not easy, like you said, to walk the walk. And it's, you know, you're some days you're looking at your ex and you're like, oh, you know, but you're <laughs> like, yeah, we can do this, this. Us, you know, but and it's it's not easy. And I'm sure this he's feeling the same way. You sure. know, he's like, sure. oh, I mean, it, it is. here we go. We're doing it. And at the end of the day, your kids are such a shining reflection of the best versions of you because, you know, when they look at you and they look at him, they think that's me, you know, that that's my equal halves, half there, half here. That's what makes up my body. And when you do that amazing thing, whenever they're like, I miss dad. And you're like, you're so able to yes. you reinforce to them that that other half of their body you approve of. Absolutely. And, and that is where the stability and the foundation is created. And you can see that in your kids and you can see it not there in other kids. Like there are other kids at the ball field who you can tell they're all out on the outfield and they're like searching from side to side. Like, am I Where's giving mom? Did, yeah. Did dad come? Yeah. Dad's got new girlfriend that I don't like. I mean, I can read all of it. And I, I decided again, really early on with the help collaborative too, that my adult, grown-up adult situation is for me to handle and it is not going to be put on the shoulders of my children. So if I was going through something with their dad that was so unbearable, I was not going to put that stress on my children. And it was hard. It was hard. But it was also, I just, it, it actually, at this point in my life, it angers me that adults do that to their children through divorce because 
it Amen. is so damaging. It is so, yeah, I know. And it is just, it breaks my heart. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying it's easy to do it. I just, it, it's a, it, it breaks my heart when I see it. And I know who goes through it. I can see it from a mile away. And I'm just so thankful. Again, that's the vision. That was my big picture. If things are bothering me now and I'm not getting along with him or he made this decision and it bothers me. And I just always knew that if I kept my kids in the focus as the future, I could get through it. It was the big picture. And again, I had to, I had to swallow a lot. I mean, I really had to give up some things that I thought were going to happen. You know, I was a stay at home mom for 12 years and loved it. And we agreed on it and it was our lives. And I had been with them through day one. And, and I was sometimes the only parent they saw for days at a time and did things with them that was, you know, I was the only one traveled with them, those things. And so to me, I felt this, this is being ripped away from me. But the, again, the adult decisions we were making, I was going to basically create what would be the best scenario if we weren't going to be a together as a mom and a dad. And, and, you know, as easy it is for parents to be mad and uh, press that upon their children because they want that fury to be fueled and that them to get payback or to, to be miserable without them, that kind of thing. I knew it was hard, <laughs> you know, but your mm -hmm. children, your children know what they need to know about their parents. And I yes. never wanted them to think that what dad and I couldn't figure out was going to be their problem. Right. Something recently came up where my daughter was with my daughter with my ex was with him at a father daughter dance. And I've not really told anybody this story because it kills me, but some little girls were just having, she's seven. She should never feel this way, but some little girls were, I don't know, making some kind of judgment about her dad. So is that your dad? And gave her kind of like a yucky look. And he's not some curmudgeon. I mean, he, he's, totally fine looking. And I'm not sure why they were doing this to her. And I think they were just kind of being mean girls. She was heartbroken and she felt so bad. Oh, broke my heart. She came home and told her big brother and her big brother told me over the phone and oh, I went into mama bear mode. And I said, <laughs> I told her no one is ever supposed to talk to, to about your dad to you like that. And it had nothing to do. These kids didn't know we were divorced. They had no clue. It was nothing to do with that. It was just them being kind of making a judgment on the fly. And I remember her saying, struggling with this. And she got teary eyed. I said, sweetie, it's fine. It's fine. You don't, don't ever accept that from anybody though. And she, I think she was struggling because her mama was standing up for her dad. I said, yeah. I don't ever want anyone to talk about anybody in your family like that and not your dad. That's not allowed. And she said, but mom, I thought you didn't like him. Oh, that broke my heart more. And I said, Oh honey, I certainly like your dad. That's your dad. I will always like your dad. He is your dad. And I kind of wanted to show her that we still protect each other. You know, like our family still means something because that's her dad, you know, even though I don't love him like a husband, you know, and sometimes can't stand his person, even though I don't share that with her, <laughs> it, it's still not okay. And you still, exactly. you know, and I, you know they do, the kids are dealing with that. So to, that's going to happen to these kids anyway. They don't need adults putting that on them as well. Again, that's why you're such a shining example. Like that's exactly how you should handle that because she then feels like I literally have my team. I still have yes. my stable footing on both feet. Both feet feel stabilized because they're still both there for me. 
And it's also awesome that you can do that and you can have your own relationship that's functioning and stabilized enough that that's understood that those children do need both of their parents, that you're not trying, you know, that that person's not trying to step in and replace. They're just adding to the people who own the team. That's and right. And I think that's that right. you have that on both sides with Trey. You know, you guys his are family, such his awesome family. Yes. Balance. Yeah, his family's great. And everybody works together because everybody kind of understands we're not, there is no zero tolerance policy for backstabbing and name calling across mm-hmm. the field, you know, because that's only going to create the children being unstabilized. And so everybody kind of understands that and plays by that rule. And it's, it's amazing to see how the whole system operates with your family. So if you know, of, if, you know, we're talking to the world right now. So if you're like, think about what they would want to hear, what would your message to be with some, for someone who's going through this and thinking about going through this and is afraid for their kids? Well, I would say the obvious is to to know that there is a process for families. You know, I think the big law firms or specific litigation attorneys or people who are kind of trained to practice that one way think that's the only way, that's the best way that they're going to get you the most. They're going to, I know, I think there's an element of revenge in there. I think there's a lot of that kind of thing that fuels that process. and And that's what terrified me because that was not going to be an option. And so I think one of the first things is there is a process for families that actually care about their children. And quite honestly, if you don't care about your children, you need to figure it out and decide that that is the priority. Because you can be selfish about what you're going to do in your marriage, but I think you really need to be selfless when you're thinking about your children. You you just have to be about the kids. And also to know that as cheesy as this might sound, you're not alone. I mean, it was one of the most alone times I've ever felt in my life because I had a hard time talking to my family about it. I come from a, here's another thing for your (laughs) (laughs) listeners across the world. I'm Catholic. So, you know, divorce is not extremely tolerated in the Catholic church nor very common. That was, that was really hard for me as a, as a Catholic person and a Catholic family. I was the first divorce in my family. It was almost as hard to tell my family as it was to make the decision. Uh, I avoided it forever. I went through a lot of it alone. So I didn't want them to worry but I knew I had this team in the collaborative to get me through. And I think everyone needs to know that's an option. And so when I know of people who are struggling, I might give them a gentle look and say, you know what I went through, call me. Or I'll say, you need to, you need, if I need to even push it further, I said, you need to just go talk, just figure out what your options are. You go talk to Ashley Nicole, because I think that's the first step that so many people don't take. And then they go down the wrong path. Yes, because it's all about the option that you choose. And that's the biggest message I think that I want to get out. And I think that you're, you know, you say the same thing and you do this so much and you try to help steward so many people and you're so amazing in that way, which is just that there are options. So many people have no idea that there is even this option out there. And then when they find out, they feel amazing. You know, like they felt, they feel like they have found a process that fits what they want. And another message is, you know, choose an attorney with integrity. Whoever's sitting in front of you, if they don't mimic your morals and values, then get a new attorney. You know, that's absolutely, you know, and I think one of the first things you said to me helped bring me comfort and confidence was that you are a child of divorce. So it wasn't that you were just speaking from a professional standpoint. You have experiences that led you to what you're doing and, and and the mission you're, you're on. And I thought, you know, that she gets it. She totally, she, you know, she experienced something I never did. You know, my parents are still divorced. I never went through divorce. I can't imagine. So here I am putting this on my children, but she's the perspective of what it feels like. And that helped tremendously too. 
And there are so many attorneys and people now who have experienced the negative effects of the court system and the family court system for long enough that they feel a true calling for it. You know, like they they truly understand the brokenness. I think they must feel it. I, I don't know how yes. people like can they, be they involved and see that. Yes. And there are so I mean, there are so many clients now. I mean, there's a litigation attorney in town. And we do want to talk about that for a minute. I, the fact that, you know, you had a touch of experience mm-hmm. with litigation in your, and how you felt about that. But that same attorney has had a few clients that have killed themselves recently. Wow. And, and it's, you know, custody battles are a big piece of that. And there are, you know, children who the, the suicide rate of a child at a litigated divorce is 30% higher than other children. If parents knew that, if they knew signing that complaint that they were subjecting their children to that, you know, they would choose differently. They just don't know. And but so many attorneys and other staff members out of family court are starting to see it. They see the people actually in so much pain that they'll take their own life. And that shows that we have a broken system. Absolutely. You know, and that system is so broken that there are attorneys now who are like, you know what, we've got to make a change. I'm willing to give up litigation cases. I'm willing to give up doing that because I believe in the greater good of this country. I'm one of them. There are others across the United States, you know, shared parenting. And you and, and your ex-husband shared parenting. You guys were able to share in the parenting of your children. And those laws are becoming the way that it is. That's the law in Kentucky now. It's default shared parenting. There are no custody battles off the gate unless you have an extreme circumstance circumstance. And other states are starting to follow and it's because people see the brokenness. And so we're going to talk to you real quick about just your touch with litigation and then we'll get to. Okay. And so what, um, tell us about you did you, there was, when you guys finalized your agreement and you were going to then, then create a final agreement, Mm -hmm. there was a rush where you thought you might have to go into litigation and you quickly realized that that just was not something that you were going to do. And can you just say, you know, you were able to feel kind of the negative energy and just decided no, and you both basically did. So what, just touch on that for a second. It was interesting. We, you know, we had agreed on this. We'd gone through all this work with our collaborative team. And then I, I don't know if he was just going through something personally, my ex or what, but he started kind of tripping up on agreements. He would decide he'd keep two of the kids and give me two, which does not make sense at all. And I just think maybe he was going through some pain that I didn't know about or was deciding that he felt like he just wanted to fight. I don't know what it was. It was extremely painful. And I thought, oh my gosh, we got so far and we've agreed on this. And it got to a point where he went and got a, a, lit- uh, a litigation attorney and was going to, I believe it was a custody more. And I very unwillingly had to as well. And so we started that process and I thought, I am doing this just to fight him. What, I, we, we've gotten away with not doing this. And I don't know if he just got some bad advice somewhere or what, but so here we go into the litigation attorneys and we're communicating all on emails and I get one email a month from, from this attorney and I pay him a couple thousand dollars and I get one response a month. And I'm, and, and after about maybe two months, actually I went in for me and of course I was speaking with him and it was almost like what he was saying to me. Now he may be a great attorney for the people who want this, but it was not ever anything I wanted nor wanted to get into. Everything he said to me was undoing what I worked so hard to do. It was like, let's start over and get you more. Let's start over and go to court. And I thought, this is all what I tried to avoid. There's nothing about this. But I had to secure that I had an attorney to uphold the contract that we had done. So I needed someone to impress that. So here I am writing these checks. I thought I was well on my way to my new life. And 
I think after a couple of months, I went to my ex's doorstep and I said, I'm done with this. I said, the money I'm paying this attorney can be going to my kids. And I'm sure you feel the same way. And I remember feeling so anxious that he was going to laugh it off and enjoy this or think that this was great. I got her just where I wanted her. And he was like, okay. (laughs) I think he was like, he even saw how ridiculous this was. We were getting nowhere. We were paying these third parties all this money to get nowhere and create more pain and to get nothing done. So, I mean, literally I said, I'm stopping. I'm terminating my contract with him. I will no longer be having an attorney. You will deal with me directly if that's how it has to go. And that's going to be hilarious because I have no idea about the law. But, you know, what we have through collaborative is good enough for me is what we agreed on. We need to go forward with it. And I think within a few days, like he said to me on the doorstep, I'll never forget that day. He said, okay. And the next day it was like it had never happened. But it was almost like I had to shake him free of it. Like, remember, this is not what we wanted. This is crazy. Our lives are moving forward. Yeah, it was like, sometimes it's really easy to just start to stare at the hood of the car when you're trying to look down the road so you know where you're going to your mm-hmm. plotted point. You know? And then and when you get bad advice from people, then they can, you know, they can make your perspective so small and so tiny. And then you get very self-absorbed because your perspective is so small. And that's due to bad, a lot of bad advice. And then all of a sudden, you're like, Oh, my gosh, wait, 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 what am I doing? And I'm so proud. I think it's just such a testament to your ability to co-parent and the two of you's ability to communicate that you were able to have both identify that and say, well, we need to pull out of this. Like this doesn't make any sense due to the work that we've done. And that's, okay. it was, it was absolutely going backwards and and making me a a sad, mad mom. It was not the kids starting to be affected during that time. they, They realized, I mean, they were old enough to realize that, you know, he was withholding some of the kids from me. I mean, it was silly. It not, it never got to be a fight. It never got to be in their face, but they were like, why didn't she come with us today, mom? And I had to almost start lying to them because I was protecting the fact that their dad was kind of being a goofball. Like he's not mm-hmm. right right now, you know? And I think that was him using leverage because certainly my kids, that would be the number one thing he could use to, you know, break my heart. But it, it, he, I think, again, I think it was inspired by something that was not normal. And I think he quickly realized, and I think I had to stand up for what we had done. Uh, We had done such great things. We had gotten so far. Look where we are. Look at people looking at us going, how the heck did they do this? These people, we know these two people don't want to be with each other, yet they're figuring it out for the sake of their kids. Yes, you guys are such a shining example for our community. So many people say things to me about it, and I'm just so proud of you. You guys do such a great job. So interstage left, Prince Charming. And he's the father of your beautiful daughter. And she is one year. And this is her daddy. I'm going to give him the headphones for you. Thank you. Hey. Hey. Hey, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I am so happy to have you on. So I'm just, we're just touching on having a perspective from you of being a step parent Mm -hmm. and being a part of the co-parenting team that you guys have. And an amazing team that it is. Uh, I think you have a really great role in there. And I think that is also a very positive person. He's a very positive light. He comes from a great family and and he's just, he tries to do right by people and you can just tell that. And that really helps, you know, you and both such good people, but you know, you are a part of this team and you kind of came in a little bit into the later act of life. And now you're a step parent and you have four stepchildren and you have your own daughter and she's a year old. So just tell us what it's like being a part of that. And I'm sure that you've seen other families that were litigation families and how they functioned and just kind of your overall opinion. Yeah. First of all, big shout out to you and what you do. And a big shout out to my wife and the way she's been able to co-parent with her ex. It's been actually pretty amazing to watch. Inspiring. (laughs) Because of, you know, all the examples that you do see that that go south 
it's nice to see something actually work out so cordially. So, but my role has been definitely an interesting one as a step parent. I think in the beginning, you don't really, it's just, it's like learning to ride a bike. You don't really know how to do it yet. You don't really know what's expected of you. You don't know how the kids are going to react. So you just kind of take it day by day. And it was nice. It was, it was cool to see when, when she was born, how I felt about her. It gave me more perspective about how feels about her kids, you know? So, you know, when you're a step parent, it's, it's like you have a certain level of love for the kids and then you have your own and you're like, Oh wow, this is what you felt for your kids this whole time. So it gives you a little bit deeper relationship with your stepkids for sure. Empathy and understanding. Yes, definitely. And so you feel like, you know, you've been involved. They they do a lot of sports. Your family's really involved. What it, do you feel like there's a high level of functioning for the kids between their parents? And do you think that that has really helped to mold them into the gracious children that they are and how much, you know, the love that they have for how accepting they are of her and how much they take care of each other? I mean, as a you're you're a little bit your perspective's a little bit more of a 10,000 foot view. Can you see how it's such directly implemented and, and connected with the children seeing their parents co-parent? Yeah, for sure. For me you know, my parents are still married. So I understand what it's like to have a mom and a dad there together at sporting events or whatever it may be to have that support from both sides. And so I don't really know what it's like not to have that, but I know it's a good thing to have that. So being able to see both of them at certain things in a friendly manner, you can tell that the kids really benefit from that in every aspect, no matter what occasion it is. And then, you know, having my parents here, as a good support system for, you know, when we need somebody just to stay with the kids, you know, every hand helps. So, you know, it takes a village to, especially when you've got five kids. So all the help <laughs> matters. <laughs> yes, it does. Well, I'm so proud of everything that you've done. And through all of this, has also made it through dental school. Congratulations yeah. on all of that and your graduation. Thank you. So just touch on, do you feel like your, what would your message be to people that you think would be needing an attorney or going through this? And if they were thinking about choosing litigation for collaborative, what would your message to them be? There's nothing easy about divorce. I know some people just push through and stay in it for the kids. But there's some times where that is a more unhealthy thing to do than living your separate lives. And if you come to that decision, I know your, your kids are usually your world, but always keep them first and really think about your decisions before you act emotionally in, in the moment because it's a very emotional time. And think about all the repercussions that your decisions could have on your kids that you may not notice until 20, 30 years from now. So always keep them in mind first, especially when you're going through such a personal decision. And there's a better way than finding it out in court and having, you know, brutal battles in front of the kids. Just keep it civil. There's a better way to go. And the family law, the collaborative law that you do from what I've seen is a great is a great model. Hopefully I can be living proof of that. And I'm, I'm very impressed. I've been, I've been impressed with the whole thing. You know, I was just here when needed me and you took care of the rest. And it just seemed to work pretty seamlessly from what I could tell. 
Thank you so much. So thank you guys so much for being on and just for being able to let people know that this is, this is possible. This is not impossible. The life that you want and choosing to identify what it is that you want in the future. And if that is, I want to have a healthy and happy family individually of this family and be able to move on and have those children be able to see what a functioning relationship looks like, that that is incredibly possible and that it's not a fairy tale, that it's something that is achievable, that protecting your family through a divorce process is achievable. And that really, like you said, it is a measure of your reaction. It is a measure of how are you handling yourself? We are all going to be affected by something as intimate and as important as a divorce process. And so understanding that those things are going to happen, but then measuring your reaction and keeping your own integrity, you know, that's what we do in the collaborative divorce process is try to help you maintain the best version of yourself that you can be. You really are trying to transfer to a different life on the other side of this marriage at this point. And then, and we want to be there to help you to transfer to that life in the most positive format as possible. And I know that you and are already pretty positive people, but just being able to have a process that's going to uphold and maintain that is such an important piece. And I think that it's been such an amazing piece in helping your family to be what it is today. And I really appreciate you guys being on here and being able to say the kind words that you've said so that people can be able to hear that message and can find their own peace and can find their own fairy tale and their own Prince Charming and Cinderella. And so I'm really excited for you guys. Thanks. I really appreciate it. The February episode of Divorce Healthy right here with us. And you're with Ashley Nicole Russell. We will be coming up next with our March episode. And that will be with Dr. Jeff. He is America's psychologist. We are just now touching on here in February, the um, very beginning of the coronavirus. And so we will be talking about that with Dr. Jeff and co-parenting. And just one word with the coronavirus kind of being around this is February right now, so we don't really know a lot of what's going on. How do you feel like that affects your co-parenting between the two houses? Do you feel like you guys have been able to communicate more, understand more? If kids get out of school, what's going to be happening? Uh, Do you feel like due to the fundamentals that you guys have learned in the collaborative process, you guys are going to be able to get through that and understand through if there's a possible quarantine, etc.? Oh, yeah. I mean, that really the logistics about the kids and the quarantine, I mean, it's between the two families, two households, it's, you know, no big deal. I mean, we've got to figure it out. It, how we, amazing. Do you know how, yeah. what percent of the population of divorced families says, ah, no big deal, mass pandemic, no big deal, we'll handle it because we communicate so well. Like, yeah. I mean, it's just, just business as usual. <laughs> so, I mean, it's going to be a long week, but with all the kids, <laughs> but we'll, we'll figure out stuff to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys so much. Love you guys. I hope you have a wonderful day and uh, we will talk later. Thanks for being here with Divorce Healthy, everyone. And come back and visit us for the March episode. We'll be talking to Dr. Jeff. And as always, we are here for you through all of your needs through the divorce process, whether you are a child of divorce, whether you are going through a divorce, whether you've been divorced or your parents are divorcing. We are here for you so that you can know that there is a positive message on the other side. There is a way for this to be a positive life for you. And we're here to help you get there. Thanks so much. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Divorce Healthy, your guide to mastering conflict resolution at home and in the workplace. To inquire about speaking engagements, purchase your copy of Ashley Nicole's book, The Cure for Divorce Culture, or to schedule your private orientation meeting, head to www.anrlaw.com. You can also find us on social media at ANR Law. 
find a better way forward right here on Divorce Healthy. 